Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. It's Friday, it's 5pm and Brad, you need to remind me to turn the glycol chiller back on at the end of this podcast. It's a, it's a warm day up in beautiful Hertfordshire, so the glycol chiller is kicking in, keeping our big brew day porter nice and chilled as it conditions, but it's keeping me exceptionally warm. When I came in this morning, it was 26 degrees in here. Bloody hell. The, clearly, the, the in, insulation is, is really working in the hastily put together, slightly ramshackle brudio. You have got a lot of windows as well, I'd like to add. Uh, yeah, it's pretty shady in the morning, though. Oh, okay. Dappled, dappled light is how I describe the morning light in the Brudio. Interesting. Well, you've got but, big old windows yeah. open out, so you'll just have to use I do. them. I do. So if you hear if you hear birds, bees, all kinds of things keep flying through, it's like a super highway for insects going nice. on their way to find my lovely new flowers in my remodeled garden. Well, I've got my cat, Jeffrey, sat next to me on the arm of my chair like a parrot. That's a wildlife episode. Just staring at me. And purring, oh. so it might be like an ASMR type episode. I don't know. I don't know if anyone can hear her purring, but uh, she's purring. I don't believe you. I can't. I can't. I can't hear her. Come on, come on, Jeff, make a noise, buddy. There. This is not cold, Johnny. Let's let's quickly move on. <laughs> let's get away from Jeff. Chat. Jeff will make a noise later. There we go. Have you have you have a, had a good week? You've been you've been on a sorry not a staycation. Staycations at home. A, a Britcation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went uh, to the Isle of Wight, which I I don't think I've ever been to as an adult, other than getting really mash up at best of all. Um, so I was sort of I wasn't expecting that much, really. To be honest, it's actually really beautiful. It's kind of like very sort of Cornwall Devony kind of looking. Um, I went Rugged to a, hilly and windy and yeah. Oh my god, it's incredibly hilly! I couldn't believe how hilly it was just in my car, just trying to poodle up hills and stuff. Um, <laughs> I thought, so you said I couldn't believe how hilly it was. I was like, oh, you've done a lot of walking. No, you just mean your car was struggling. no, no. I mean, we did do some. We did a little bit of walking. We I found the only pub on the Isle of Wight that's on a beach, uh, which is in Shanklin Chine. So there's a town of Shanklin, and then there's this sort of um, Victorian, uh, what would you call it, attraction, which is a natural feature like of the land. It's like a gorge um, that's been carved out over the millennia. It's called Shanklin Chine, and it's got all like 
you know, really beautiful gardens and stuff. Uh, I think it was about £12 to get in or something. So I found a pub on a cliff that overlooked it so I could have a look into the train. Couldn't Before see the you waterfall. you shelled out your 12 quid. Yeah, couldn't see the waterfall right. though. And then that was a really cool old world pub actually. Really, really old school. Me and my girlfriend got a round uh, of be- I had a beer. She had a non-alcoholic beer. And it, I think it came to about £6, which was astounding. Oh I was like, I don't even understand what's happened here. It's like a time warp pub. <laughs> uh, so we sat out there for a little bit, looking down on the chain. And then I spotted this beautiful, beautiful pub on the beach. I could just see it through the cliffs just below. Um, and it was it's called the Fisherman's Inn or something. And I sat drinking a shandy uh, while the while the waves came in of an evening, eating. This is this is about as British as it gets, Johnny. A Brit away on holiday. I had spag bowl, mate, on the beach. And I tell you what, what? it was bloody That's excellent. Brit- That's a, firstly, it's an Italian dish. Secondly, what? What do you mean spaghetti bolognese <laughs> on a beach? So my who, go- my- <laughs> who sits on a beach and goes, you know what this is missing? Spaghetti and ragu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a bit, everyone knows I'm a bit weird anyway about food and stuff. My girlfriend had more sensible fish pie, which she said was epic with like a sort of potatoy, cheesy crust on it. And I just, as soon as I saw a spag bowl on the menu, I was like... Heart eyes, heart eyes <laughs> this emoji. This is the perfect setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is what I need. But it's actually quite a light ragu, I would say, Johnny. So it worked out right. all right in the end. And I'd been walking up and down the cliff, so I needed some carbs. Um, right. I'd, oh, I'd already eaten some freshly uh, plopped out donuts from a beach donut stall as well. Like the tacky, the tacky kind yeah. of like just been fried and they're so yeah. oily that you start to see through the bag kind of donuts. Those are the guys. Guess what? Sugar or cinnamon sugar? Cinnamon sugar, of course. Yeah, baby. They were bloody epic. It was so epic. I went back a couple of days later and got another four pack. That's how good they were. Um, <laughs> you, you you need to tell me about this shandy. What what shandy were you drinking? Oh, it was, it was pretty... It was pretty bog standard. I, I'm trying to remember. Is it just, what... just a lager shandy, mate. Yeah, it was, was just. The... It was yeah. pretty much a lager shandy. Yeah, I can't even remember what it was. It was. It was a. It, I'm sad to say it was a macro. Um, oh, it might have even been Italian. I, I think it might have been Italian, oh. Johnny, to go yeah, with. Yeah, because nothing's more British than an yeah, Italian yeah, yeah. lager. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you know, but I think a, a spag bowl is is very sort of British. Like growing up, I used to eat that as a kid. I know it's Italian. I'm not an idiot. But what I mean is we've sort of adopted it in the way that we've adopted curries and other stuff. Well, yeah, we've... I think that actually spaghetti bolognese isn't really... It's not consumed I think spaghetti that much. and yeah. bolognese are yeah, not yeah, yeah. generally consumed together in Italy, possibly. No, no, I think no. We've, we've done that. Yeah. Uh, they might so, have it with, yeah, with like... Quintessentially British. Farfalle or like a tubi pasta or, or some other kind of pasta rather than the uh, linguine or spaghetti kind of pasta because it doesn't hold the ragu does it like you want something to hold the ragu like little shells or something like do, that do you know i've been watching i don't know if you've been watching but alex yes. french guy cooking's last few episodes have been all about spaghetti and it has blown my mind i have upgraded my sp- despite the cost of living crisis i've upgraded my spaghetti i'm now a dekechi spaghetti man through and through and it's so much better it's got more bite bigger you know bigger is usually better and it does because it's expressed through bronze not through teflon yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it holds on to the sauce better yeah 
you get more surface area that rough and surface mate yeah i exactly I, yeah i uh because there's that thing where i mean like everyone go and watch alex french guy cooking's best youtuber on, on youtube on well i mean he's bloody excellent yeah there's there's lots of there's lots of great youtubers but um what was i gonna say yeah go and watch it it's fantastic and i think a lot of us maybe growing up who sort of considered ourselves a little bit foodie i'm not sure i can put myself in that category but we always thought that like fresh egg pasta was the one you're like oh yeah it's yeah. fresh fresh is better no it's bloody not proper it's, it's right for the you've got to use fresh pasta for the right dishes because yeah, sometimes yeah. you need the al dente and sometimes you need the um but but the fresh is, the is word, basically kind of... it's just like parcels isn't it it's good for like parcels right it's not much good for anything else well i think i think with certain sources it does really help right. but generally yeah you you are better off with um with something that you can cook exactly right so that it's still got bite, whereas fresh pasta is harder to do. Particularly fresh pasta that you buy from like a supermarket. If you get fresh pasta that's made in an amazing pasta restaurant, like in oh, London yeah. I used to go, used to work around the corner from an amazing, amazing pasta restaurant in, in Borough Market that we went like four or five times. It was like six quid for an amazing plate of pasta. And then the bloggers discovered it and we, we, we couldn't get near it after that. Yeah, the Pastayo. keys... I think yeah. that's what it was called. Uh, um, yeah, it's just, it's literally by the tube exit, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's incredible. Yeah. I've only been there a couple of times because of the same deal. Like, it's bloody impossible to get in. Um, exactly, yeah. Well, they've got a couple of them now. They've, they've turned it into a chain, quite rightly. And every morning they'd make the pasta in the window that just meant that as soon as you got out the tube, you immediately went, I want pasta for lunch. Oof. It was it was a very clever bit of, bit of marketing. But yeah, that kind of fresh pasta... You, you can still get bite in and because it's beautifully made and, and by great chefs. But yeah, I've, I don't think I've bought any fresh pasta for home since. And I've upgraded from whatever the crappy Sainsbury's or wherever I'm going pasta is to something that's bronze excluded, which is just a wonderful. Amazing. Me too. Extruded, Me too. sorry, not excluded. I'm, I've already been in the bronze camp because I you can actually get like quite decent bronze cut stuff in Lidl and Aldi, which I've discovered a couple of years back. There you go. Um, so it's, it's this, uh, but I do get the the ketchy or whatever it's called as well. If it's on offer, if I pop into Waitrose, if I'm feeling fancy, Johnny, <laughs> then I'll pick some of that bad boy up. But I actually think the Aldi one's pretty bloody good. Um, I bet it is. I bet it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, back to my uh, back to my holiday. I went to a monkey sanctuary, which was fantastic. Or oh abused monkeys that had come from hard lives, and oh. then. And then they were, well, they, no, 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 it was fantastic because I mean, obviously zoos are a little bit iffy these days. We're not sure if they're good or bad. You know, obviously there's a lot, they're sort of, you know, there's that question of like, should they be in captivity at all? Um, But these are, these are monkeys that have had hard lives all around the world. And uh, one of them, it was a, I think it was a macaque or something. It was, it was in on its own. No, it had a girlfriend, sorry, but it was holding a rubber pig which was his little therapy pig. Um, and it just, it was, it was grooming it nonstop because it had been abused. Uh, so this little therapy pig. What? Why are you making the listeners cry, Bradley? Oh, dude, it, it was honestly, it was so heart like breaking, but it was, it was, it was, it, it had a nice life now. Uh, it had a girlfriend, but occasionally the girlfriend got enraged by the attention that the, the rubber therapy pig got and would rip it apart. 
Um, oh my god! What? So, so the keepers were telling us that they had a store of about three hundred replacement identical therapy pigs, which I just thought was fantastic. Um, so this monkey thinks he's got a regenerating therapy yeah. pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, quite amazing, right? Uh, so, <laughs> so that was fantastic. I also went to a pier in a place called Sandown which I thought looked a little bit whack. And the pier, my girlfriend likes going on 2P, 2P machines, which I'm like, well, it's okay. It's quite fun. It's a bit retro nostalgia, whatever. But she kind of really enjoyed it. And I managed to persuade her. I saw there was a crazy golf uh, further down the pier. This is, Just to give you a bit of context, it's about 9.30 p.m. on a Sunday night. Um... <laughs> And the the pier was still open. It was like the last thing open. And anyway, I've got her to go. It was £4 entry, Johnny. It was called... I'm just going to name check it because it was fucking fantastic. Lost World Indoor Mini Golf on the Sandown Pier. Mate. Are we talking dinosaurs here? Dude, we're talking dinosaurs. It, it was like... Uh, it was like the Aztec Zone from 1990s uh, Crystal Maze. It was incredible. It, we're talking multi-layers, walking up and down stairs, over rope bridges, all on a pier, all in pitch black. It was totally inside. <laughs> it was mental. And they had like thunder clouds, like thunder, uh, sorry, lightning going. It's very moody, very moody. All for four pounds, Johnny. And yeah, that, I, I was initially like, that's quite a lot for crazy golf. Yeah. But now you now you say oh what you God. get for that money. I think they could charge more. They could definitely charge more. Um so it and also eleven holes, mate. Not nine holes, none of that nine what? hole shit. Eleven Man. holes. I said how I said, mate, is this any good? I was like, uh I'm trying to persuade my girlfriend to, to, to give it a go. And he said to me, We've never had a complaint. <laughs> and I was like, What? We've never had a Not complaint. One. Not one. I was like, okay, I'm definitely coming in then. And honestly, I was ecstatic. I was running around no like a child. I, I thought it was the best thing I've done, like, in ages, like, since lockdown. I thought it was incredible. I love a bargain. And and I didn't... I can't help know- but feel, feel a little bit hurt there. We've, we've been to Sweden. Oh, oh. We've made slushy beers. <laughs> we, and you, you just rather spend four quid on crazy golf. I tell you what, Johnny, I'd like you to come and play crazy golf with me in the Sandown Lost World crazy golf. It was frigging amazing. If we can, if, I'd, I'd like to. There was a very subpar pub on the pier as well. Subpar, um, Bradley. Come oh, on. come on! So <laughs> we we did our round of golf, and then uh, the attendee had gone by the time we came out. So um, we just left our cute. Uh, I'm going to call them cues. They're not cues, are they? What are yeah, they called? Golf? You can call them it, but that's not what they are. What are they? What are they called? I don't clubs. know. Clubs. Sticks. Clubs. Golf clubs. <laughs> These are putting ones, though. Are they still clubs? Putting clubs. I don't know. We left those They're in his little putters. booth. Putters. Yeah, we left our putters. <laughs> um, and we went, we proceeded over to this very, very subpar pub. Uh, it was very sad, Johnny. There was like Foster's on tap. And uh, it was just really bad. I had I had a Coca Cola because I was driving, uh, but I did have a packet of uh, bacon fries. You know the sort of are they Smiths? No, not the Smiths one. Sorry. Yeah, maybe they are Smiths. I think yeah, yeah, Frazzles and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they make yeah, Frazzles and they make snacks, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were bloody fantastic, and they had a giant 
projection screen playing some sort of golf in the background and one other guy in there an old boy watching the golf on the giant projector and i thought i do not want to end up like that old boy sitting there although well, maybe, he, he, maybe the lost world is a slippery slope that's how he yeah. ended up just watching golf in the local pub he spends all day yeah. in aztec world exactly and then he he just goes and watches golf in the evening that yeah. sounds like an all right life to me it's yeah. not the place that had the all right spag bowl it was, no, it was, no, we're no. We're in another place now. No, sand, the Shanklin was quite nice. That Sandow. I don't want to diss any of these places. They're all probably really nice. We got to Sandow and everything was shot, and it was. It just felt a little bit more like kind of uh, sort of Blackpooly type vibes, rather than Shanklin right. was more like oldy worldy, uh, you know, bougie little beach town in Cornwall sort of vibe. Uh, right. So it's different, different um... vibes. <laughs> So this um, this podcast is brought to you by the tourist board of the Isle of Wight. <laughs> Perhaps we should uh, we should talk about beer. No way, no way. Come on, no, then. we Come have, on we then. haven't even said what I did this week, and it is oh, beer related. Johnny, you've had a bloody epic week. Sorry, mate, I've monopolised you. You have. You have. There's fifty fifteen minutes of what Brad waffle <laughs> did waffle. on the Isle of Wight. Who knew there was that much to do on the Isle of Wight? Oh. But uh, yes, last weekend I was at the Wild Beer Co. Cheese and Beer Festival. Yes. And let me tell you, if you like cheese or beer or festivals, it's a very good cheese and beer festival. I had an absolutely amazing time. Lots of very, very delicious Wild Beer Co. beer, including a great little table beer, which is not a style that I'd really associate with Wild Beer Co. But I was running the cheese and beer tastings in in the cheese the cheese cave. The cheese zone. So, yeah, the, Wild the Beer Co. Crystal Maze the- cheese zone. <laughs> in the cheese zone, yeah. Because uh, uh, Wild Beaker are on the same site as Westcombe Dairy, who oh, made they? the amazing Westcombe cheddar. Wow. Um, so I was literally in, well, I was in like what I guess you would describe as a boardroom or a cheese boardroom, which overlooked <laughs> the actual cave. So I could see the cheddar aging behind my guests. And I had a lovely time. We were matching. We did Ninkasi, which is their uh, apple juice co ferment. Uh, champagne yeasted Belgian triple, which is tasting better than it ever has. And we had their modus operandi, their Flemish red, and we had their wild, uh, wild IPA, which is their their house IPA, which has a I think a, a, a white wine yeast is used as well, so it's kind of oily and slick and tannic and juicy. Um, and we were matching that. It got rowdy, Bradley. My tastings got well. There was uh, tasting number three. I don't know Ooh. if it, uh, we've, somebody commented on the video today saying I was at the tasting. Thanks for it. It got rowdy. I did have a complaint. Somebody oh, complained, not about me, but about the person serving the cheese. Wow. But she was very drunk and very sunburned. So I think, um, I, th- what, I think probably the person serving the cheese is very drunk. And no, sunburned. no, <laughs> no, the, uh, the customer. Okay. Did you get very drunk uh, and slash sunburned? No, I was driving back. So that's why I was drinking the table. Oh, I thought you stayed there. I'm I I I wish I could. Uh, events conspired against me, so I drove all the way to Somerset and all the way back in a day. Holy was, shit! Um, That's crazy. That is wild. That is wild. But wild. it was worth it. That is wild. Wow. Yeah. wow. <laughs> so um, yeah, if you, if if you can go next year, it was absolutely amazing. There were amazing cheese toasties, amazing beer, great entertainment, uh, and and great cheese tastings cheese and beer tastings by by me hopefully they'll invite me back next year apparently the feedback was good fantastic fantastic 
and we were supposed to do a blend with them. We were going to do a collaboration blend with Wild Beer Co. But like I say, events conspired, so I couldn't actually make the blending. But we are going to do the blending later this year, so we will have a collaboration blended beer with the one and only Wild Beer Co. Amazing. I, I do very much like the sound of that Belgian triple champagne yeast apples. Is that it's just so good? Is that like really fresh and sort of like sharp and oof? I can imagine that being it's, amazing. It's not that fresh. It's it's fresher than a triple would be. It's actually yeah. quite really quite heady and fruity and appley and yeah. I, th- I think if you chilled it right down, it would be very like prosecco-y. But if yeah. you drink it a little bit warmer, it's very you know classic triply, but with this li- little edge of. A sort of apple tannins it's it's a really 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 good beer that sounds ace man what what kind of uh cheese were you pairing that with Ch- just to like a... so we we did uh we did the classic um no wait what did we do we did smoked cheddar with oh. the flemish red oh yeah, yeah we yeah, did yeah. classic cheddar classic westcombe cheddar with yeah. the ninkasi yeah and then we did a welsh carefully right with the wild ipa so is it Ninkasi um, the triple? Ninkasi's the triple, yeah. So it right. was like a ploughman's yeah, yeah, yeah. lunch, basically. Mega. Apples, cheese. You can't yeah, you can't readiness. beat a bit of cheddar and apple together. That is a, that's a oh. bloody amazing combo, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it beautiful. was. It was. In fact, they they sent me while Bico sent me some cheese um, as a kind of thank you and also to test the tastings. And I've, so I've got a bottle of Ninkasi and I've got a load of cheddar, and that's basically my plan for this evening. Nice, nice. I'm sit on my deck. And and really, really chow down. Nice. Chow down on the cheese, eh? Chow down on the cheese. And I hope that you guys, when you listen to the Friday 5pm, have similar plans uh, to chow down on cheese. Um, we should get on to the video, Brad. We were oh, worried what? we didn't have a lot to talk about this week. And you have, um, well, you've pulled the rug from under us and, and then wrapped us in it with well, your uh, your holiday holiday talk. I got even more holiday talk. I went to the garlic farm as well. I didn't even get to talk about that. that Did you try great. the garlic beer? Do you know what? I was going to buy some of that, and then I thought, actually, it's probably horrible. Um, and I, I, went... I get bought it pretty reliably every yeah, year yeah, yeah. by a well-meaning relative. Yeah, I just um, thought, and this terrible. is... Yeah, I thought this is going to be lame. I don't want to drink beer with garlic in it. Um, mm. So I left it. if you it. want to do that, just drink a really, really fresh IPA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just real burny and horrible. Um, yeah, and you get the bonus of hot burn, yeah. This week's uh, video, Brad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. It was. I mean, I thought it was fantastic. Let's let's get away from Hotburn. Let's go to bloody amazing, smooth, nutty, uh, dark, delicious, chocolatey. Uh, it's London Black. It's London Black, mate. It's London Black. It's London Black. Yeah. So this week's uh, video was an episode all about London Black, which is a nitro porter from Anspach and Hobday, a brewery we haven't done any content with since 2013, and we snuck in a little bit of of old footage of me looking skinny and in a blazer. So young, so young and yes. smart, like a real yeah. sort of whippersnapper. Yeah, where yeah. did it all go wrong? Spring in your step and very rosy cheeks. <laughs> I was, I was. I, w- I think we'd had a couple by the time we actually started rolling, so that oh, yeah. that might explain that. But yeah, so it was basically, it was a paid-for video, so Anspach and Hobday funded it so that we could spend a good couple of days on the shoot. Um, and we had a lot of fun on the shoot, had some very delicious beer, fell, fell in love with the two founders who are oh. lovely, lovely people, and, and fell in love with the beer because it is an absolute cracker. And I do genuinely think that if they can keep keep the quality up as they hopefully increase the quantity of what's being made, it's going to be, I think, a little cultural icon in London. 
I think it's definitely got that potential. I think so, mate. I honestly do. I think the more we can get the message out there and champion it, the more people discover it, the more it's going to be in, you know, uh, pubs further afield in different parts of London and hopefully all over the place at some point, Johnny, because it's that good. It really is that good. It really is. And it's, you know, it's got such a challenge ahead of it because Guinness is one of these beers that has within sort of the macro beer world there's a lot of loyalty you know which is kind of weird because all the products are essentially the same but lots of people are very stubborn about what they drink and guinness drinkers i think are the most stubborn it's Mm. like if you go in and you've got a particular lager you love and they don't have it on tap you'll have a second you know a second option if you go in and it's not guinness it's another one on tap generally people will be like i'm going elsewhere This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. Yeah, that's you're probably right there actually, which is probably why we don't see a lot of uh, you know the other kind of Irish offerings over here because it's just synonymous Guinness synonymous with a safety pint, isn't it? Like you say. Yeah. Um, we got we got a little bit of heat on uh, social when when we tweeted about it, and I used um, used the the Guinness tagline, "My goodness, not Guinness," because yes. I'm very smart and clever. And we got a bit of heat because somebody was like, somebody said, if you have to reference your competitor in any marketing material, I feel like you've already lost the battle. And I sort of replied with, you don't really have a choice. You know, like these beers that are put on nitro, these dark beers that are put on nitro, they're not, they're not stouts. They're not porters. They haven't earned that right yet. They're Guinness wannabes. And I think you're better off referencing it for now. And hopefully... Hopefully, Anspach and Hobday can have such a cultural impact that we can start to go, you know what? There are many different nitro beers out there. And yeah. I think that if any beer can do it, it's um, it's going to be this one. I just want to, before we move into the comments, I want to give a shout out to you, Brad. Oh, yeah. Because you, you did what I consider the hell, basically, <laughs> which is to go around and talk to strangers oh, uh, in yeah. the sort of the vox popping thing at the end. And so I just want to say I appreciate that you did that. You knew that it makes me incredibly anxious and you stepped up to the plate and you did extraordinarily well. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I mean, I'm, but, well, yeah, I'm naturally an introvert, so it's very difficult. But I've got this facility of, of sometimes being able to hide inside myself and project some sort of confidence uh, <laughs> that, I, that I can talk to people when I really I'm just terribly scared. Going up to you're very good at talking to strangers, but I guess you yeah, need it to yeah. be quite organic rather than yeah, walking yeah. up with a microphone. Yeah, yeah, it's tough, man. Like I can talk to uh, like most people, uh, but y- you know, like when you add in the extra danger element of like, can I buy you an alcoholic beverage? It sounds like you're chatting them up for a start, 
and then you're like, and can I shove this camera in your face as well? It's like it's yeah, a heady, it's a heady combo. It's a heady combo. We mm. met some absolutely lovely people, um, and I think we genuinely we opened some eyes to some some great uh, beer experiences with London Black. Uh, there was the guy that was on a date who uh, <laughs> he just didn't want it. He just wanted free stuff. He's really cheeky. Well, I, th- I think. I think to be fair to him, yeah, he wanted the free stuff. But I think then also, it probably wasn't a good look for him yeah. to be at the bar chatting to another guy no. while while his his male date was sat there waiting for a beer. Like I was a bit conscious yeah, yeah. that maybe we were creating an issue there if he spends ten minutes at the bar chatting to another guy. Well, yeah, I mean, I am gorgeous as well, so you, know, you are. You, that, I was... mean, that's what I was trying to say, but without yeah, 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 yeah. Know, having to say it, like chatting to another gorgeous guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure his date got incredibly upset by my <laughs> my my hairy beeriness and just you know got intimidated. But yeah, he and you he, bought him a drink, mate, as well. We you know? did. It, it yeah, had all the yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was real bad, but we did buy his date a drink as well because he did insisted. Buy his date a drink. But a white yeah. wine, I believe, <laughs> not not a uh, London black. So he was like, "No, we want that." So yeah. Um, yeah, but it was great. Yeah, we got suckered there. <laughs> but I mean, we we got we got the goods in the end. We got the goods in the end. Um, yeah. What 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 comments tickled you? Oh, I just want to give you a shout out for oh. like you and Jack Paul for like the oysters, uh, um, the the English uh, restaurant, which were the biggest frigging oysters I've ever seen in my life. I didn't. They I couldn't when understand they arrived, how big they like, were. Oh my. Because like, well, um, Paul was was not going to t- partake in the oysters, not his thing. Yeah. And I don't think Jack had had one for quite a few years. When yeah. they arrived and were like the size of our fists, like yeah. the actual muscle inside, not the shell. It was a bit like, oh, we're we're going in, guys. It was it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, um, Jack really stepped up, and I don't think he's he's not a big fan of them, but he absolutely he smashed it. So well he done. Did. I think just just a high five all round for the whole whole experience of making that video. Paul and Jack, just lovely, lovely people, uh, making great beers and very, very kind of like modest, not like shouty kind of guys, but just killing it. I think of what they're doing, amazing. Yeah, yeah, doing a great job. Uh, okay, and that was reflected in the comments. Right, so many of the comments. You know, usually because we're talking about quite niche beers. Generally, there's not a lot of people that have tried the beers that we're necessarily talking about, or maybe they're one-offs. So by the time you actually get to try it, it's it's the next the next year's edition. Whereas with this one, so many people being like, "Yeah, this beer is amazing. This beer is killer." So it was really lovely to see lots of people had uh, had tried it. Hit me with your comments, Brad. Oh yeah, I mean, just before we go on, I think they've genuinely spotted an incredible niche in the market, and I wish them all the success. I think the beer is that good that it could it could steal away stuff from Guinness. Um, my comment this week is from Jaden Green. Anspach and Hob, they really are the unsung heroes of independent craft brewing. Whilst many breweries make wild and sometimes bizarre claims, Anspach and Hob, they let the beer speak for itself. Great to see these two. Uh, great to see two of the nicest guys in the beer industry getting the recognition they rightly deserve. Now get London Black in nitro cans for the rest of the UK, mate. Mm. What an idea! What a concept! Well, we did we did talk about the idea of nitro cans when we were walking between the English restaurant and Mother Kelly's, where we filmed the final segment, and they were saying that they had they wanted to, but they hadn't got the sort of the gas mix right, and they weren't confident that they could nail it in can. But I think it's it's certainly going to be in the in the plans to yeah. eventually put it into put it into can for sure. It's it's for me it almost had a like a kind of Camden Hills kind of like 
quality to it, like that core quality where you're like, oh yeah, I know that's going to be good. I'll have Disc one of them. Fly. Yeah. Disc can fly. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, in a yeah while. exactly that. When we saw Camden Hells come out, we were like, yeah, obviously that's going to do well. Like the branding, the beer itself. Yeah. The, it's a no brainer. up and the reputation it was building. Yeah. 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 It's ace. So, yeah. I hope so. Um, I got I got two comments that I uh, I really enjoyed. Both of them are slightly controversial. So Ross Wynn said the beer looks great, but I'm sure that like the pubs that serve Guinness in the UK, they will serve this in the disgusting manner they serve Guinness. <laughs> oh dear. So that's that's Ross Wynn dismissing all pubs that serve Guinness in the UK. I think I think we've talked about this maybe on the podcast or maybe in a video before, but we fetishize the serving of Guinness. It's no more difficult to serve, no more difficult to look after than any other beer in the world. And Guinness has done a wonderful job of persuading you that it is. When you have a bad Guinness, it's just because the throughput wasn't very high or the temperature of the cellar was a bit warm. And that's true of every single beer. So, Russ, thank you for commenting. But uh, there's lots of great Guinness in the UK and... Uh, that's <laughs> issues with serving Guinness are not exclusive to any nation. Um, Sam Butler, meanwhile, says, I do like a porter. At Bolton Beer Festival, I tend to start with a nutty slack. I don't know what that is, and I don't want to know. From Wigan's <laughs> Prospect Brewery. Never realised the style originated in London. It feels northern. When you think of southern, you think fairy, insubstantial, weak. Fairy? Oh, wow. F- fairy, not hairy. Yeah, what, as in like a southern yeah. fairy? Is he being? A bit yeah, I, I think I think that's oh what he's saying. Oh no! That's Which not good. is this wrong audience for that? Because you and I are both both southern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who he thinks he's sort of. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well. I mean, it's it's an old cliche, but I I I I guess I'll I'll, I'll take the insult. I enjoy a bit of um, north south banter, like like anybody. But the idea that a beer can be more manly strong or anything like that makes me quite uncomfortable it's a bit toxic masculinity um harks back to a couple of years ago we got a comment from somebody saying that anybody who drinks creek is a beta male just these bizarre notions that beers have genders is just just kind of nuts so i I thought i'd i'd I'd, I'd yeah call out sam butler for his weird toxic northernism and toxic masculinity Maybe he was drunk at the time. Let's let's err on the side. Maybe he'd had a cautions. few blacks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or nutty slacks. Nutty slacks by the sounds of it. I mean, that has to be a typo, doesn't it? Who would call a beer nutty slack? I think nutty slack sounds like... Um, do you watch Taste of London? Do you ever watch yeah. that? You know, they've got all like crazy names. It sounds like an actor that Toast would work with. <laughs> nutty Nutty <laughs> slacks. Uh, maybe he wears slacks, you know, and he's a bit nutty or something. He's a little bit, a little bit crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nutty slacks, or or like a jazz musician. I could imagine Nutty slacks playing like yeah, amazing drummer. drums. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'd be yeah. incredible. Yeah, Nutty slacks on the on the pads. That's it. Yeah. Speaking of which, I well, watched me... I watched Spinal Tap yesterday, which is probably why I'm thinking of that. That film's fantastic, isn't it? I haven't watched it in a few it, years. It is but hysterical. My God, it is so on the money. Like it hasn't aged badly either. It's it's still pretty good. Um, that's got some some sending off of toxic masculinity in it as well, which is very very funny. Um, and very early in the day. Ahead yeah, of time yeah, in that yeah. Regard. Definitely, definitely. Smell the glove and all that sort of business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's great. Oh, very funny. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. 
Um, I'm not really sure what we talked about, but I hope that the Isle of Wight tourist board are happy with their promotion. And I'm sure that everybody will be headed to, was it Sandown? Sandown Adventure Golf on the pier, £4 a go. Two extra holes for free. Keep the clubs. Keep the clubs. I could have walked out. It was fantastic. (laughs) Highly recommended. Five crispy boys out of five. (laughs) <laughs> right well uh, I'm, I'm going to jump on the train and then a hovercraft get over there and I'll see you guys <laughs> next week for a video and obviously every Friday at 5pm as we creep towards 100 episodes and make absolutely zero progress about what we're going to do to celebrate it love and beer the bubble and Friday 5pm podcast are brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's craft beer channel you can watch over 400 mini documentaries at youtube.com slash the craft beer channel. And if you love what we do, support us via Patreon and get access to merchandise and our amazing Discord forum, a positive and welcoming space for everyone who loves beer, food and home brewing. Love and beer. Love and beer.